Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, everybody, to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited that you're with us again today. This is episode number 110, and uh, you're going to be able to find the show notes for this episode at scottrossonline.com slash 110. Of course, that's the number 110, and uh, we've got some stuff that you're going to definitely want to check out there. Uh, Our guest speaker today has got some information that you're going to want to follow up on, so go to scottrossonline.com slash 110. 10. Uh, Our guest today, I'm very excited about. It's a young lady that I think has so much to teach every one of us. You know, in this leadership journey, we've talked about a lot of things, but there are the physical, practical sides to leading, and then there's the mental side. And really, this whole thing is a mental game. And uh, this young lady is so good at helping people become absolutely focused on what it is that they need to accomplish. And then the bigger thing is how to overcome obstacles as they show up. I'm not going to steal her thunder, but she's actually dealt with what for most of us would be considered the biggest challenges that you could face in your life. And not just once, but on multiple occasions. And yet she's been able to rise above, actually grow through those very significant struggles and the lessons that she brings the rest of us are absolutely priceless. And so um, I'm, first of all, just proud of her, but I'm also so grateful that she's turned some of the tragedy in her life and some of the challenges in her, in her life into triumph that can bless the rest of us. My guest is Hope Zavara, and I'm so excited to have her. Hope, thank you so much for being on the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. Um, I just would love for you to just share with our listeners a little of your background and just talk about some of those challenges that I alluded to and, you know, how you came out the other side and, and you know, how that then allows you to bless a lot of people. Absolutely. Scott, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Um, like Scott said, my name is Hope Savara and I'll just get right to it. Uh, I, for me personally, I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe that each one of our lives have significant value and that no matter how hard it gets, we should never lose hope. My parents tried for years to get me healthy and get me walking towards recovery, but I can't even count the number of times I relapsed, which left me trying to fake I was healthy, mainly out of shame I couldn't do one simple thing, eat food like a normal person. So for years, I yo-yoed through a plethora of eating disorders, depression, anxiety, you name it. I tried it on for size. And what I ended up doing was I found myself so deeply broken and I felt like I was never going to be good enough for anything. And then right around the time where I started to realize that I wanted to get help, I realized that living a life with an eating disorder was not a way to have a family, have a life, have a career. Someone out of the blue suggested that I should try yoga. I think maybe I never even heard what the word yoga was. <laughs> Nonetheless, even knew what I was getting into. Um, but my first class completely opened my eyes to the potential that I had for my life and that there was still hope for me. 
And that first class, after what seemed like an eternity, that class was finally over. And as I rolled up my mat and walked out the door, I noticed something I hadn't felt in years. That same anxiety that almost didn't let me unroll my mat was gone. And my mind was completely clear. So those Wednesday night yoga classes became weekly rituals for me. And those weekly rituals I looked at was second chances. I felt like the universe was giving me a thousand second chances every single time I went to that class. And then a few years into where I'm practicing, the te- my teacher actually suggested that I should become a yoga teacher. Never crossed my mind once, but something in that conversation f- kind of switched for me. And after taking a yoga teacher training, a few years later, I opened a yoga studio. I married my high school sweetheart. And to my husband and our surprise, I got pregnant. And so at about 29 weeks pregnant, we got news no new parents should ever hear. And we were told that due to severe birth abnormalities, our first daughter was not going to make it. And at 29 weeks pregnant, at two pounds, two ounces, we delivered our first born baby girl, Faith, into the world. And just 20 minutes later, she died in our arms. And I remember thinking that day, you know, why God? Like, what did I ever do to deserve this? Why me? What? Why her? Like, why this whole thing? Um, and just shortly after I was in recovery, everybody around me was waiting for me to relapse, to collapse, to just to go backwards. And I did the exact opposite. I looked at that situation and I kind of changed my mentality. And I was like, you know what? There has to be something good in this. There has to be a reason why this happened. Or I don't believe it would have happened. There has to be something good in this. And several, several, several weeks of just kind of working with that mentality, it kind of developed into a lifestyle for me. And I realized that the grief and the loss and the addiction that I had gone through were all life lessons that I was given early on to be able to help other people in my situation and similar situations not lose hope. For them to realize that, you know what, these are opportunities for you to learn. There's something more for you once you get it, once you understand this topic, this idea, this struggle, the doors open for you. And that's exactly what they did for me. And so going through this now, fast forward 15 years later, I'm working with people, thousands of people on all different levels, not just a yoga mat, but in different communities, different atmospheres, different venues. And what I like to do is I call helping others purposefully excel. It's my name, the whole process. And through this, I help willing individuals learn to live in their bodies again, following the three B's, breathe, body, believe. So I believe that you have to breathe if you want to be present and experience life fully. Breath is the first thing that you're given in this life and the last to be taken away. And the second is body. The body is the soul's last attempt to get us to listen. And finally, you and me and everyone listening and everyone that's even not listening, we have to believe that we're worth it. We have to believe that or we will constantly and continually cycle through what we call struggle. And moving with this mentality, we can begin to kind of step out of this fear mindset, this lack mindset, and really begin to transform ourselves and the people around us and where we can start to live the best life possible. And so that's, for me, my mission. And that's what I'm doing. I've been able to take my, what people would call tragedies or, or hard turns or hard times and really have begin to see them as opportunities. I've been looking 
back these last several years and I'm actually grateful for where I've been, my struggles, my loss, my life. Now, I wouldn't wish what I have been through on my worst enemy, but I am deeply, deeply gracious that I was able to survive them, survive it, learn from it and now thrive on it. And so Today, I have three beautiful children, and what I like to think of as one guardian angel watching over us at every turn. One of my favorite quotes is from Steve Jobs, and he says, the only way to connect your dots is by looking back. And so as I look back, I see why my dots lined up as they did. And so hopefully today, after this podcast and after this session, um, the people that are listening can also look back and remember that there is purpose in their dots and that no matter what, you and I and the listeners today should never lose hope. And so that's kind of what what my talk is going to be on today about how to kind of walk that line and some hopefully some tips and tricks to be able to live just a little bit more positively. I love it, Hope. I'm I'm so inspired by you. So I want to just peel the onion back on your story a little bit because you said a couple things there that, you know, I just know people resonated with and I want to just kind of focus on them for a second. One thing you mentioned early on in your story was the idea of shame. And I know that as I coach people and as I help people try to achieve their dreams, shame is always a factor. And it might be th- because of something like you went through with your addiction process and, and the eating disorders and how ashamed you were of that. For other people, it's just the shame over past failures or business failures, or maybe the inability to get themselves to do what they know they should do. Like if they're in sales, they can't can't get themselves to make the calls, or if they want to become more fit, they can't get themselves to, t- to go to the gym or whatever. Talk to me about a, you know, how do you pull yourself out of that shame cycle and what's the healthy way to approach that? Yeah, no, that's great. And I think, um, working with students in a yoga setting and also in a one-to-one setting shame, I think is a big thing that a lot of our culture is dealing with right now. And so when I think about shame, it's kind of exactly what you said, this idea of, um, painful things or, um, feeling like we did something wrong or foolish and really being able to flip that mindset. I think for me personally, what I found and what I found in helping other people is we first have to realize that there are no mistakes in life. And I know that might seem kind of like, Oh, well that, how does that connect? And for me, I guess I had to realize that with my eating disorder, I struggled for over 10 years with a plethora of eating disorders, you name it, I tried it on for size. And I had to start to step into that mentality that one, did I want to live or did I want to die? And I wanted to live. I felt like, okay, I'm still alive here. There has to be purpose for me. And in that mentality, I had to realize, and I had to keep telling myself, even if I didn't believe it at first, because I didn't, that, okay, you know, nothing happens without an opportunity attached to it. Nothing happens to us or around us that's not an opportunity to learn. There's no wrong or right, good or bad. And when we're thinking in a shame mentality, a lot of times that's the mentality we're thinking in. I was wrong when I did this, or this is bad. And so then we kind of develop this shell around ourselves and around these situations. And we're never really able to fully step into them. And in a sense, kind of become a beginner trying to learn something new, because that's really what we're trying to do there is develop new skills, develop a new outlook. And we have to allow ourselves to be a little vulnerable and to even be a little exposed. 
Yeah, well, I think that's exactly uh, true. I was going to say there's I think there's two sides to this coin and you just alluded to the other one I wanted you to speak on. So the one side of the coin is you know, I'm ashamed of the past. I'm ashamed of what I've not done, or I'm ashamed of something I did that I I don't feel proud of. The other side of the coin, though, is the avoidance of shame. I'm afraid to look foolish. I'm afraid to make a mistake. I mean, I think I joked with you in our prep time for this. uh, You know, I'm afraid to go to a yoga class because I know how dumb I will look. You know, it's like that idea. Like, I'm afraid to go on that sales call. I'm afraid to lead that meeting. I'm afraid to stand up and give a presentation because I don't want to look foolish. I'm afraid to go into a yoga studio because I don't want to look foolish. How does someone, you know, get over that mindset? And like you said, take on this mindset of there isn't any mistakes. Yeah, no. So it's what you're kind of talking about is this idea of like anticipating what isn't yet. It's like in our head, it's like, okay, if you're kind of taking on a business call or pitching an idea to a client or even taking on a new business coach that's like, oh gosh, I never worked with someone in this area or at this much amount of money or whatever it is, this anticipation of what we think something might be. So first we have to identify if these scenarios are true or false. If these scenarios are based on truth or lies, if these scenarios are emotionally based or if they're intellectually based. And for me, what I noticed is that the cycle I was caught in, I mean, at one point I was binging and purging up to up to eight times a day. I, I did the math and it was like 18 hours a day I was spending in this like deep cycle mentality of like, oh, I messed up. Well, now I might as well just throw my whole day out the door because, you know, I, I made one little mistake or I, I did one thing that's, you know, not appropriate or, or that's taboo or that, you know, makes me an addict or whatever you want to call it. And so I always had this anticipation of, well, if I do this, then this is going to happen. If I don't do this, then this is going to happen. So being afraid of what something might look like, like you're talking about going into a yoga class, kind of like, oh, everyone else is going to be more flexible than me. Or I hear from people, I have to lose weight first before I come to yoga. And what if those things that you're like, oh, I don't know, are actually the opportunities for you to lose the weight, to feel more comfortable in new settings and new environments. My life was surrounded with anxiety and I I, I still deal with um, social anxiety. And so interestingly enough, I'm a speaker and I have social anxiety, but it's in situations where I don't know what's going to happen. And so my head plays these scenarios on, oh, this, this, and this. So we have to remember, is it in our head or is it actually something real? Is it happening or is it something that we're thinking of? Because our thoughts create our reality. Our brain does not know the difference between a true and a lie, between what is really happening and what's not happening. And so we have to kind of intellectualize first and foremost, this anticipation and what we're putting out there to the universe and to ourselves. That is really good stuff, Hope. Listen, I want to ask about another part of your story, which is how to come back from a major setback. But first, let's give listeners a secret weapon. You know, all of us know that we should be growing as leaders and information is coming at us at a million miles an hour. There is so much material to take in, whether that's through online blogs, through podcasts like this one, and through all of the books that are being published. And let me give you my secret weapon for consistently staying ahead of the game. It's called audible.com. I've been a subscriber to audible 
for well over 12 years now, and it's absolutely been a game changer for me. Anytime I'm in a vehicle, I turn my car into a university. You can give audible.com a trial and get any book in their catalog for free because you're a listener to this podcast. All you got to do is go to scottrossonline.com slash audible for any book for free. And one book I could recommend is a book that I just finished reading, and it's interesting because it's totally relevant to what we're talking about with Hope today. It's called Spark, the Revolutionary New Science of Exercise and the Brain. Again, it's called Spark, the Revolutionary New Science of Exercise and the Brain. It talks about the scientific evidence for the connection between being in Fit, uh, being fit and performing at your very, very best. So go to scottrossonline.com slash audible for your free trial and any book in their catalog for free. So another part of your story I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, you mentioned something that I think is very powerful and that we've talked about on other episodes of the podcast. And that is, you know, when you face a major setback or in your case, when you have a tragedy in your life, you talked about looking for the the benefit, looking for the positive. And we have a question we ask here, which is where's the gift? Where's the gift in this? And so I wanted to just ask you about that because I know that I can do it. And it's so easy for for those of us that are listening to when that negative thing happens, we can get into this pity party mindset. And so what is your strategy and how do you coach people to pull themselves out of the pity party and move on to the gift and move on to where you're 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 growing and you're you're using it as a, a springboard to the next step in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would agree that, that I, the idea of like the negative mindset and the pity party, um, well, first of all, think about the opposite end of that coin that, you know, that is the opportunity to learn. That is the opportunity to grow. I hear students say it all the time. You know, I, I want this, or if I could just figure this out, then I'd be able to make more money. Then I'd be able to lose more weight. If someone would just show me this, then I would be able to achieve whatever it is. And because they're not getting quote unquote, that result, then they kind of fall to victim to that negative mindset or that pity party. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, we all have Facebook in this world. So many people, I, I see their posts and it just kind of saddens me because that's the mentality that they're holding on to. Oh, it must be nice. Or my life sucks because this always happens. So again, that whole idea that I used to ask myself all the time and ask, you know, the universe, why me? Why, why at 12 years old, my whole middle school, high school, into my 20s, was I the one with the eating disorder? I had three sisters. I always would say, why do they get to be normal and I don't get to be normal? And I kind of was throwing myself a pity party. You know, fix me, help me, anyone that could do anything for me, you know, great because, you know, it's not fair. And that shift that we have to take is, okay, if I can step back, this is step one. If I can step back and look at my life in yoga, we talk about being the observer all the time. That's part of what meditation is being the, being the observer. If I can step back and be the observer and look at what I'm doing without getting emotionally involved or trying to respond or, or trying to, you know, Oh, 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 but this is why I'm doing it. Is that something that I would want to admire in somebody else? Is that something that I would feel comfortable saying, yeah, that's my life. Look what I'm doing right now. And 
we talk about it in yoga about getting raw with ourselves. And so that's the first thing that I had to do with myself. I had to step back and get raw with myself and kind of go, okay, hope, look at what you're doing. You keep on saying that you want to be in recovery. You keep on saying that you don't want a family without an eating disorder. You keep on saying that you want to help people, but you're not even doing those things yourself. And then you're complaining to everybody that, you know, oh, poor me, my life is not going my way. When again, there's the struggles are the opportunities. The struggles are the lessons. The struggles are the gifts. Those are how we excel to get to where we want to go. And for the people that say, oh, that doesn't work, I'm pretty certain those are the people that never step into that mindset and mentality of looking at it in that way. Yeah, totally agree. Well, Hope, uh, as we kind of come into the home stretch here, I mean, um, you have so many uh, lessons and so much counsel to give us. I mean, what would you leave our listeners with as maybe, you know, I don't know, I'm not going to pick a number, one, two, three strategies or techniques or tactics that they could apply immediately to start getting better results in, in any area of their life? Absolutely. So the first and foremost thing Everybody that's listening to this, I want you to start to recognize your breathing. Again, in yoga, we talk about being the observer. We talk about being able to observe and not judge, to really be able to see life as it is. And the first and utmost way that we can start to do that is learn how to breathe. So in about 30 seconds here right now, um, I'm just going to kind of give you a brief overview of what I want you to be doing at home in as far as observing your breath goes. So sitting upright, give your diaphragm, give your lungs space, bring one hand to the belly and one hand to your chest. Now on a nice deep inhalation, make sure your belly's relaxed. I want you to feel your belly expand and feel your chest rise. Create a connection with that. And as you exhale, I want you to feel and watch all the air move out. And then repeat that cycle again, inhaling through the nose, feel the belly expand, feel the chest rise. And then as you exhale again, feeling the belly deflate and the chest drop down, let all the air out. Breathing, like I said before in the beginning, you know, breath is the first thing that we're given in life and the last to be taken away. Our breath allows us to be the observer. Our breath allows us to start each moment of our lives, each moment of every day new. It's like that whole second chance I was talking about on those Wednesday night yoga classes. Every single time I showed up to that class, it was a second chance. So every time we consciously breathe, it's a second chance for us to be more mindful, to pay better attention, to see those opportunities to learn, to see those gifts like you were talking about, Scott, and, and kind of step out of the pity party. Because if we're not present in our bodies, if we're not present in our breathing, that means we're not present in life. And how can we change our lives if we're not present in them. And then the second thing I want you to focus on is I want you to focus on just how you carry yourself during the day, your posture. Are you slumped over and kind of collapsed down? Well, that's the posture of someone that's depressed and anxious. You can't breathe. Your breath is la um, labored. Your eyeline is down. You're not inviting life in. You're hiding from life. So sit upright. Allow yourself to breathe. Drop your shoulders. Stand tall and arrive and be 
become aware of what's around you. And then the third and final thing is every single time, if you can, even just in an hour or just in a day, I want you to recognize when you start throwing those pity parties for yourself, when you start saying, poor me. Remember, those are the opportunities for you to learn the things you need to learn in order to get where you want to go. That's it. Three, three, three strategies. And if anything you do, start with the breathing. Please, people, start with the breathing. Because when you stop breathing, you shut yourself off to all the amazing things in life. So you stopped talking there and I was all breathing right there. Good. Hope I was just focusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that we don't have a bunch of cars that just ran off the road right there. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. It's it's so incredible when you just think about how many things we uh, let me say it this way. We tend to complicate success and we tend yes. to think that success is this elaborate algorithm that somehow is only known to this, you know, elite. And and I love you breaking it down to where really there's a, there's a lot of simplicity in what we need to be focusing on and, and how we're going to get to where we want to go. Um, I agree. Hope I, I, I'm, I, I'm so grateful for you being on the show, guys. Um, I'm going to have ways to connect with her every way you can connect with her, her social media, her website, all in the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash 101. And one of the things I'm really grateful for is she's made available to our listeners a program called Clearing Mental Clutter. And just when I heard the word, I took a sigh of relief or the phrase clearing mental clutter. It just made me feel better thinking that that's even possible for me. So uh, we're going to have the link to getting to that program, Clearing Mental Clutter, uh, through the show notes on the website. So please go out and take advantage of that. Um, I personally started going through that program, and it's absolutely a game changer just in the first few minutes of working through that program. I'm already having way more clarity in my own thinking and in my own life. And I was sharing with Hope, I just got back from international travel, and I come back to just a mountain of things that are undone that I've, it's a, I'm a week behind and um, just starting to go through her programs really helped me out. So go to scottrossonline.com slash 110 slash 110 and um, you're going to be able to get to clearing mental clutter. You can get that program for yourself. Hope, do you have any last thoughts for, for our listeners before we say goodbye? Yeah, just remember it starts with you. Just remember that the changes start with you and they're simple. Like Scott said, don't overcomplicate things. I was trying to overcomplicate recovery for years until I realized like I had to start. I had to make those those um, first steps. And so the first step starts with you. And what is that going to be? Hopefully it's breathing. And then maybe that next step is posture. And then maybe that next step is you starting to change your outlook on life. But start small. I always tell my students one pebble at a time in the pond fills up much faster than trying to roll boulders in all on your own. I love it. Well, guys, I just say this to you. You know, if you're ashamed of your past, if you've done things you're not proud of, or if you failed to accomplish the things that you wanted to accomplish, I just want to tell you again, as you've heard me say many times, the past does not equal the future. And today is a brand new day and you can be a brand new person. And um, I just love that Hope's message is one, no, no pun intended, of hope. It's one of transformation and that you can overcome anything and that you can take every one of your past tests and turn those into a testimony. So, um, 
listen to this episode multiple times. Again, make sure you go out and connect with her. She has way more that she could give to you than we were able to pack into this little short podcast episode. But I hope you've gotten a glimpse of what a gift she is to all of us. Hope, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. And I can't wait to catch up with you again down the road. Oh, thanks so much, Scott. And thanks all the listeners today. Awesome. Guys, scottrossonline.com slash 110. You'll get everything you need there. Until we meet again, guys, God bless you. Keep raising your leadership lid. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline.com.